if a dealer can't shuffle and talk, oh, get ready. It's going to be a long night. Because this, mother, this, this motherfucker likes talking. And he's not good at dealing. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's funny that that's what he looks like. Because right. we're like, all right, I just got to remember to count right, let alone worry about him fucking dealing and what he's doing. Yeah, that's funny. Just going home to sleep and, and in his walk-in closet. <laughs> so, like, you can imagine that, you know, the AC was phenomenal inside that closet. <laughs> literally, like, I was looking at... I was, I was looking up at the ceiling going, like, I have a wife at home. I have a kid at home. What the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? Peekaboo, you fuck you. I see you, you motherfucker. Do you want to talk or do you want to bet? We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline. Five sheets of high-powered water acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen animals. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal, it's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Guys, welcome back to another episode of Vegas Confessions. I am back. I'm your host, Julian, back with my co-host. I'm Kelly. How are you, babe? I'm good. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. You were just like, uh, it's been a while. Another month again off for you? Damn it. I literally sat down. I'm like, oh my God, it's been a couple of months. I don't even know like how good I sound in this microphone oh and shit. Oh my God, but you won't listen, so you'll never know. <laughs> but the best part is, is during your absence last week, we had a really great story of the gentleman who found a dead body in his hotel room when checking in. That is so, crazy. Yeah, just nuts. And it was a good listen. A lot of people gave us some feedback, and it was pretty exciting because I knew that listeners were going to enjoy that. That, that was, would be forever traumatic for me. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, every time you go, you're going to think, oh, what are we going to walk into? Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. You know, I never you thought about that. You had that fear. Way. Like, yeah. literally, like, am I going to open the door and see something I really just yeah. don't want to see? <laughs> that, that's That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we've missed you. Glad to have you back. Well, thanks. Before we start the episode, I want to jump into some shout-outs. I do have one good one. I've been in contact with one of my YouTubers again, and we've lined up an interview that's going to happen soon here in the next couple episodes. But a lot of the listeners, I know Daniel Ocean, he's going to be pretty happy because he's always commenting on our comments and her videos. She's a really nice lady from the UK, and when I say nice, man, it's an understatement. This lady, every time I reach out... When she's in Vegas, I try to reach out to her whenever she's in Vegas because she's on our time zone, right? But it's like 12 hours ahead over there. So whenever we try to do this back and forth and set up a recording date, it gets rough. So I I decided, you know, anytime she's in Vegas, I'm going to try and set up a recording date with her. But I get it. She's on vacation. She's always on the go. I don't want to bug her with that, you know? So I'm like, Kim from the Team Claire Vlogs on YouTube, she's always going to Vegas. Her and her family, they're from the UK and they go pretty frequently stay at different places and always you know she goes on shopping trips she goes checks out different places and she loves to gamble so she's perfect for the show nice so she her and her husband like to take their son to different places throughout vegas to try and eat and different stuff like that so that's exciting very nice lady kim i'm excited to chat with you soon can't wait to get you on the podcast 
That'll be a great one, too. Um, you got any, any shout-outs? I do. Okay. So today, as I'm scrolling my Twitter feed right when we start to record, <laughs> is, is it says it's National Blackjack Day. So shout out for National Blackjack Day. And if anybody's going to this casino, I send you good juju. I hope you guys do well and kill it out there on the blackjack tables. And hopefully nobody gets it confused with National BJ Day. Yes, yes. I mean, don't, both of them are nice. Both don't are nice. Google BJ. <laughs> <laughs> both are nice. So I do. I want to chat about an interview we got set up for today. I'm excited. I talked with this gentleman last week and we were on the phone for like an hour and just laughing nonstop with the stories and the experience he's telling me about. And, you know, I'm excited to have him on because this is what we wanted to do on the podcast. We wanted to bring people in that know the casino lifestyle, know that work in it, that basically go to it, live in it like us. So that was the whole plan. And so having the opportunity to line this interview up was super exciting. So a little feedback about this gentleman. This gentleman is Alex. He's been in the industry for a while, and he's got a lot of experiences and some good stories along the way. I mean, I had a great chat with him, and just like Bobby, I'm excited for you guys to listen to some of the stuff he has to say. Again, he has a lot of advice for us as casino patrons, and again, just what it takes to be a dealer and what that lifestyle is about. So, Alex, I want to welcome you to the show, brother. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing today? Good, good. And it was funny because before we started, Alex was the one that was like, oh, I just saved the info as National BJ Day. And we're like, oh, oh we can't do that because that might be a whole different meeting. So that's where Kelly got that from. I figured out how, why it's uh, National Blackjack Day. Yeah, 3-2. 3-2. Uh, there it is. Three, there three, it is. Yeah. 3-1. Three, three Blackjack Day 3-1. It's, you know, it's your normal nonsensical we'll we'll take i'll take the degeneracy yes of course (laughs) made up by gamblers of course yes that's awesome so i'm glad to have you on man i wanted to chat a little bit about you and your background and let's just i guess let's go ahead jump into it how long have you been dealing um and you know how'd you get into the industry and basically after you're done getting into that details walk us through what uh, casino dealing school looks like so what I did was I literally didn't have a job. I got out of the military and literally didn't have a job and couldn't really find anything. Um, I worked for a vending machine company for a little while, and I did kind of just suck filling up the candy machines and stuff. Okay. So I honestly just called. I called a, uh, a – I randomly just called a, a casino and asked them if they were hiring for dealers. And they said, actually, we have a, we have a test uh, next week on Tuesday and Thursday. You can come either day. It's just open call. So I show up there. I just happen to show up on Tuesday to go and take the test. I got there at like whatever time and about like 300 people behind me filed in the door. And I was just like, I don't have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like this is going to go well with no experience. Yeah. Zero. So they just, uh, so they just bring you in this classroom and give you like a 30 minute exam. It's just, it's just it's just basic math, but it's it's basic math, but it's a little with a little bit of complex in it. It's like um, if one unit equals six and a player wins seven units, how much is that? Like just things right. like that. Okay. If, if one unit equals five, another unit, a yellow unit equals 
uh, 500 if he gets two yellow union units and four r- uh, red units how does that equal just kind of things like that you're you're timed and everything else yeah so then um and then it was what was funny about the what i was telling people about the interview so then after the test they bring you aside and they just talk to you it's pretty much like this this is like inside you're kind of you're inside the building you're inside like the school itself yeah. And um, and the lady sitting there asking me, so what kind of uh, what do you like to do? And da, da, da. you know, she's just giving me your interview, your basic interview, and she's literally not even paying attention to me at all. <laughs> like literally, like because there's three hundred, four hundred fucking people in this room, and there's nobody. I mean, it is just jam packed. Everybody's talking. I'm sitting there, like you know, I was five years in the military. I lived three years in Germany, two years in uh, New York. And then she's like going, hey, hey, yeah, you. No, don't stand there. Go over there. Like she's literally <laughs> doing that in between. I literally walked out of there. I literally walked out of there and said to myself, I'm like, oh, Alex, you got to get a new job. Like, um, and then I, I, I got a phone call about, uh, about a week later, two weeks later, saying, hey, we got a school starting up uh, for Baccarat. Do you, uh, you want to take it? Uh, and I was just like, yeah, sure. So just show up here. The thing about the uh, which uh, the thing about the school is is that it is um, certain casinos. See what happens, and it, it just happens in different ways. When, when it comes to the school, it's uh, certain casinos, like a lot of Indian casinos, a lot of like private casinos. Yeah. they will uh, send you to school for free because, and then you come work for them. And what happens in Vegas? Going to school is like like paying a tuition. You get to pay like a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, to take a blackjack class. That blackjack class. It's usually about four hours a day, uh, four days a week for like however many days, uh, however many weeks. It all depends what game you're learning. Yeah. Blackjack's usually two, three weeks. Uh, Baccarat's like eight weeks. Uh, roulette's like six weeks. So, I mean, it's it's you're pretty full time for two months, you know what I mean? And, okay. And everything else. So, but then uh, anyway, so I, so I went, I did that. So I went, I got hired and then I went to, um, uh, I worked there for nine years I got promoted after four as a dual rate, and I was uh, so that means I was watching. So those guys behind the tables, they are um, they're either full floors or they're dual rates. If yeah. a full floor, that means he wears a suit all the time. If he's a dual rate, that means he wear he wears a suit sometimes and he deals sometimes. Right. So he's basically really flexible for the casino. The casino would want everybody to be a dual rate because then they can do whatever they want with them as much as they want. Right. So. So I was there for nine years, and then I got hired, and then I uh, then I left there, and I got hired at a small poker room in New Hampshire. That was my first. I'd never dealt poker before. I knew how to play it, obviously, and all that other stuff. But then he, um, my buddy, was uh, one of the managers there, and that's why he just hired me. And then I, uh, when I got my license, I walk in there, and he's like, "You know how to deal? No limit hold them." I'm like, "I get the sense of it, but I've never dealt it before." He's like, "This person was like, Jim will stand over you and watch you. You'll be fine." And that was it. And that's how I, I kind of got thrown into. It. Um, Welcome. Sink or I've swim, Alex. Been, it's called sink or swim. <laughs> I've never been. My hands have never been so sweaty over a ninety dollar tournament. In my life. <laughs> I think I, I, as I go deeper into stuff, especially Kelly will find out and everything else more or less. I, I, Woodsell Julia, I talked to the other day, but the stuff I've dealt now is just like I think back to that. I was it was a ninety dollar tournament. And I was I was I was so nervous. So <laughs> so 
So I ended up staying there for about two years, dealt there. And then one of my friends was on the circuit for the uh, World Series of Poker and also like World Poker Tour and Heartland Poker Tour, right. all those uh, different things. And he was on the circuit. And so I talked to him and he got me onto the circuit too. And so I went and dealt at the, for the circuit. The circuit's very random. You can, you, you don't have to work places. You want to work places. You can kind of like kind of shape your own schedule. It's kind of hard to get into some places like like Tahoe. I've never dealt like Tahoe because it's very hard to get in there. I've tried to and everything else. But uh, and then so I was on that for about two years. I mean, not two years. Sorry, I'm, I'm technically still on there. I could I could like fire an email or something like that and get get back in. Right. Um, but then about two years ago, I two or three years ago. But I, I dealt for the uh, World Series of Poker out in Vegas from um, uh, May 27th to about July 15th or somewhere around there, and it's uh, and that is a total different, uh, total different thing. You're you living in Vegas for two months. You you no matter how good you are. So to give you an example. So for the World Series of Poker, you have to uh, audition for it. Um, so you audition for it. What you do is basically sit down at a poker table deal out some hands and um i'll get into more detail later about it right deal out some hands there's an instructor sitting there saying pass or go and that's it um it, it's so it, the first year you do that you have to uh, after you deal one year you don't have to do that anymore okay. um to just give you an example i dealt a world series of poker circuit event in cherokee north carolina on i left there on sunday flew out to vegas to do an audition on monday and it kind of, I kind of walked in there, kind of like, I just literally, 24 hours ago, I dealt one of your tournaments, yeah. like, <laughs> and they're still, they're still kind of like, you got to do it, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you got to try out again. Yeah, yeah. You got to try out again. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's my quick background okay. and everything else. And that's so. perfect because we didn't get into too much because I still got a lot to ask you about that later. I got, I got one Go first. ahead. Yeah. So is dealing circuit, is it more lucrative than say you're? regular job where you look where you deal it um no not really uh which is if you're at it it all depends on what kind of room you're at tell you the truth um when you come and when it comes to this industry like you could be making you could be down in um a small room in florida uh making a ton of money because there's just a bunch of rich like um <laughs> uh, retired retired guys down there right that just throw you they're the same players, so they take kind of take care of their own. Yeah. Or and then you, on the other hand, you can be at a super famous place like the Bellagio or something like that, and you're just making regular kind of money. You know what I mean? So it kind of all depends where you're at. For the circuit, it's more of the experience okay. more than anything okay. else. There okay. are certain spots where you can make a ton of money, but I mean. Like there are also stops where you make nothing, but you're on, on vacation for getting paid for on vacation for two two That's weeks. True. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So. And uh, uh, do every place, do you keep your own tips or does everywhere share? Or does it depend? You, uh, you keep all your tips all the time. For, for poker, it's, you, you generally keep all your tips. Nice. Um, some casinos, uh, Foxwoods used to do this way back in the day. They used to merge their poker chip uh, tips with the table games, ninety oh, percent okay. um, of the time, uh, the tape, the casino, uh, the table games, and the poker are two separate entities. And so, like, uh, usually the poker dealers usually keep their own tips where the where the um, table games all pool their own. Certain casinos, like uh, there's another one, Twin River. They, I, 
I don't know if they've changed to keeping your own tips yet, but I don't think they have. I think they still merge with the rest of the casino. Okay. So Good it all depends yeah. where, yeah. where you're I know a lot of places are different and being on that, you know, we're talking about tips. I'll go ahead and slide a couple of these other questions in tip related. That's kind of borderline <laughs> nasty. <laughs> slide but, that tip. Yeah, slide, slide that, that tip, tip in. <laughs> but what is, <laughs> see, this is just going to come out wrong now. But what is one of the biggest tips you've ever received? <laughs> I, Six inches, I, eight inches, <laughs> ten inches. Just l- let us know. What game? On like a blackjack? Just in general, game? yeah, in general. A table game or yeah, yeah okay, a table so game. like a, a table games. I've gone and I've gotten thousand dollar tips and stuff nice. like that, okay. like for the chips and stuff. But I mean, you can't keep those. Obviously, they they get merged with everybody else. I'll tell you the truth. I, I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of, I'm going to give you a kind of a lackluster answer. Yeah. I actually got my biggest, my biggest tip of um, dealing poker um, last year at the World Series, dealing cash, nice dealing shit. a 2-5 um, uh, PLO game. And you're going to go, after you hear the number, you're going to go, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was shocked by some of the numbers we were talking about the other day. I was telling Kelly yesterday, you know, within the uh, week span of how much can be made. I'm like, whoa. It, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can get really up there, but it's right. like uh, the highest I've ever gotten was $150 tip. Well, okay. on one hand, that's just one. On hand. one hand. Yeah. So like, okay. like, you know what I mean? Like you can, the generally the um the, a, a good dealer can deal about thirty hands, thirty five hands an hour. Yeah. Um, what's it called? You can. I mean, you have to be good and hustling for you to deal forty. But uh, the average deal is twenty hands an hour, something like that. Okay. So, and the general, the the, the uh, regular, the general tip that everybody throws at it, it's like a dollar usually, or a nickel, or a five dollar chip. But uh, but you know what I mean. But if you can pump out, think about just think about the numbers. If you pump out. Uh, work 14 hours that day like just do the math right like you know what I mean <laughs> like so, so so I mean you could so that's more of the the, the question that, that people would want to know is on a on a general day a normal day what what kind of a pool do you get for tips um, what kind of pool for table games yeah for what if you're doing if you're if you're in the poker room what what do you generally bring oh, home okay. Oh, during the poker room, it all kind of like I said. Like again, couple it hundred. All depends kind of, uh, kind of where you're at. Yeah, it usually it's right around a couple hundred, yeah. somewhere around there. Okay. I mean, you might have your good days where you're in the high roller pit and stuff right. like that. I mean, no one's no one's bringing that home. Like, I mean, I know of some people that bring home a lot of money, but I mean, no one's bringing home back to back five hundred dollars days or anything right. like okay. that. You know what I mean? And also, yeah, I'll tell you the truth. And like, so some of these poker rooms too, when it comes to um some uh. These, especially these like uh, New Hampshire poker rooms or, or things like that. A lot of these dealers like they they swap around and they they also have blackjack there and they're kind of just there for fun. But they keep their own tips. So like some of these rooms when you when you or not even casinos when you sit down at a table just ask them do you keep your own tips because right. if he's a really good dealer you really want to like if he take keeps his own tips right you really want to take care of him, right you know what i mean it's true you always want to take care of your dealer anyway but it's just but as far as like if you know that deal is like taking you know, pocket and everything you're giving them and he's really having a good time with you even even if i'm losing, losing. i'll still tip yes. out like crazy yes. just because if he's fun man it's like game on man so. right let me have a good time going down swinging. That's that's always the thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, what is one of the biggest bets made for you while dealing that hit or you wished hit? You got any of that um, just haunt you? 
What's going to do for for my for me gambling or for me uh, dealing? For, We're just going to talk about dealing right now. Yeah, yeah for yeah, dealing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you mean for what do you mean? Which like ones I wish to hit? Yeah, somebody had you know somebody had money down for you and you know. You were there cheering, rooting with them for, you know, a stupid side bet, sucker bet, whatever it may be. And, you know, it kind of stings that, oh, man, it could have worked out. But So so what's really good about, like, uh, you, I don't know if you guys really, do you know Baccarat at all? Yeah, like, well, I mean, I play it. I'm not a professional at it. Kelly won't play it. But for the most part, yeah, I, I'll play it. But I'm not okay. a, you know, perfectionist either, so. So there, there's, there's been times where like I'll, I'll be dealing like high stakes baccarat and they'll put like they'll put like five k down on like player and then like a hundred down for me or something like that. And um, it, what's it called? So how they look at the cards is they take their thumbs and they cover the numbers. And when they squeeze the cards up, this is where you can squeeze the cards because yeah. the cards go right into a trash can. Yeah. Um, when how they squeeze the cards up, it's called those are called pips, those dots. Okay. So like a th- a three side, so I'm gonna just go by like so a two side is either a four or a five. So if it comes up, and there's two dots there. That means the card's either four or five, and then a three side's either six, seven, or eight, and then a four side can be either or nine or ten. So therefore, like there's been times, there's been times a couple of times where like the guy, let's say I pull out a card, I pull out a card, he and he's like the player like six and then he throws it in. Let's say he's pulling on a three and I throw him a three and then he goes and he looks at it and goes three side. So that means he's going to lose on the eight, lose on the seven, or we're going to win on the six. six and yeah. I was just basically, I mean, I was basically like, pull that six motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> squeeze it. Really get into it. And then you can actually like, I, I've said that stuff to people. Well, it all depends on the player. If the player's cool and he knows, like, and I'm like, pull that motherfucking sex. That's great. And you're like literally sweating them. And and sometimes, man, they love that. They love it. They're just like, they eat it up. You know what I mean? Because you're, you got action on, you're in on it now. You know, it's it's both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's take a walk into the high limit room. And, you have to start dealing, you know, like we talked about earlier, you have to start dealing these big hands. How do you deal with that? Is that something that, you know, makes you feel more under pressure to you now that you're comfortable and in the industry for a while? Is it just chips you and it is what it is at that point? It's a, yeah, for, for me personally, um, I know some of my friends probably going to be listening to this and they're going to go roll my roll their eyes and go, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because they know how I feel. It's literally just chips, man. It's it's I couldn't be more. I mean, in my head, I don't because you can't really in those higher stakes stuff unless you're with certain players, which 90 percent of the time you're not. It's all serious. No joking around. No smiling. Just count the cards. And yeah. that's it. And that's okay. all you do is just count the cards. So you literally back in your head, you could be, I couldn't be more bored. You know what I mean? Like 10K on the, 10K, 10K sitting there and the guy like gets a 19 and I flip over a 20 or I go 14, 14, then six. And then he's just, and I can, you just scoop up the bet and just scoop up the cards. You don't even go, Ooh, or something like that. You know what I mean? When it comes to those high stake things, you just, uh, you just basically, you just, you know, flip it over 14, six, 20, you scoop his bet. He, you know, he reacts however he reacts. You grab his card, boom, boom. And you just wait, no more bets. Boom, 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 boom. And you just keep going. Okay. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry to say it's like a machine, but that's how those guys kind of want it anyway. Yeah. They just, they want hands. You know what I mean? They just yeah. boom. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. When you're playing at they that denomination, I could see. Yeah. Empathy or yeah. reaction yeah. or, 
you rooting for them. Yeah. They, they don't just want your story. Deal. Just yeah. deal. Yeah, shut up and they deal. Don't want yeah. You, yeah, they don't want you to. They don't want you to slow roll the cards or anything like right. that. They just so I mean, go. They just they they just want the hands and stuff like that. Now, like the uh, it would tell, and the same thing goes for the baccarat players too. So there's ways that let's say the player let's say the player has the player caught hands and he's squeezing them and he goes, oh, can I see the banker? Because no one bet on the banker. There are ways that the dealer can flip them over and squeeze them out for him. Some players like that. Some players don't. I usually just start if they say, "Can I see the banker's hands?" I just flip it over as quickly as possible, just to see, so you can see it right away. And then he might go, "Oh, can you just flip it over slowly?" Because he wants to. It's like a double sweat. He wants to sweat his cards and he wants to sweat those cards. That's so awesome. Kind of can let me let me jump in real quick before you ask your next question. Yeah. I just want to say how much I love the East Coast accent. I love it. It takes me back to AC every time I hear it, man. It's great. I know the East Coasters. I know who is Ed. Ed's got the best accent. And every time we talk to Ed, I just, I love chatting with him. He's got the best accent. So every time I hear it, I think of the East Coasters. It's great. You can you can really hear it. I have one big time. I just, oh yeah, I'll oh yeah, you, you got I've it. I've never realized it. Yeah. I, live, I live about 30 miles outside of Boston. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty close to Boston. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got it, buddy. Go ahead, Cal. I, I was talking to a I was talking to a lady today too who brought up like Philly and she was like, "You ain't never had a cheesesteak until you had Max's." Oh. Okay. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard Max's." Yeah. For the for their their cheesesteaks in Philly, and I want to say, um, we talked about it on the episode, like when we went over to AC and stuff, right? Yeah. There's a couple places that, that are, are right, yeah, corner corner from each other. Yeah, they're yeah, like so. just known. But there's there's. A shitload of them there, like a lot of. Even when I started looking at places to go, there was ten instantly that popped up, and I'm like, shit, you know, I don't have that kind of time. So, well, my my and my personal thing thought, which I was gonna give a shout out to Eric because I haven't seen Eric forever and heard him, you know, um, was that Eric would probably knows this place because Eric is a Pennsylvania guy. Oh yeah, he knows him. He know? was the one that was all game for taking me to to go to places, but we started gambling. So anything, anyway, got sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm I'm, 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. Philly cheesesteaks are garbage compared ah! to like <laughs> East, hardcore East Coast. Yeah. Who puts cheese whiz on their steak and cheese? <laughs> Seven years old. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. I love it. <laughs> and the comments are gonna start yeah, rolling. Let the food war begin. Yes, I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 40. I don't want a seven-year-old cheesesteak. I want I want like. Something good, but yeah, Philly cheesesteaks are garbage. I'm sorry, guys. I'm That's sorry. awesome. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> now, Alex, what of uh, all the games that you deal? What is your favorite to deal, and why? Okay, so uh, my favorite to deal is baccarat. I also play that game. It's really fun to sweat. I have really, I have, a, I have an outgoing personality, and I know what the players want. Uh, the, you deal with a lot of Asian crowd, yeah. but if they, I, I what's it called? Uh, I gambled, I gamble too, and it's just I understand what they want in, because I play it and stuff. And a lot of my friends like uh, don't get it. No, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm just like, you just got to realize what they're looking for. Like, are they looking for that slow roll of the cards? Are they not? Are they want to flash them over? Do you want them to do? You just got to see what they're looking for. They can, uh, Baccarat players, generally, I don't know, to me, they're never, like, everybody says that it's, it's kind of, oh, it's, it's kind of annoying, blah, blah, blah. I'm there for eight hours. I'll deal to you. It doesn't, I, like, I get in, if I get in 500 hands, fine. But if it takes you forever to decide, then, like, like, it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'm there for eight hours no matter what. Thank right. you. <laughs> um, 
roulette's good because the time goes by really fast. Okay. And because you can only get so many spins in an hour. Blackjack is the absolute worst. <laughs> okay. okay. Blackjack's the worst. When you get blackjack on your schedule, you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, what's it called? If you don't, if you don't, that or, you know what? Uh, so, like, in the industry, have you ever heard of uh, Let It Die? No. That's like let's let it let's let it ride. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Like, oh, what are you what are you what are you dealing today? Let it die because you feel like you're just you because it would let it so with let it ride. All you're doing is like literally pushing sand back and forth. They're putting up <laughs> they're putting up three times the amount, but they're also only losing one third of the amount. So it's just like. Oh man, it's just like it's literally sand going getting pushed back and forth. But there are dealers out there that love those kind of games. Those are yeah. called like novelty games, like three card poker, uh, let it ride, Caribbean stud. Those yeah. are all like kind of novelty games. So um, uh, a lot of dealers just love those games. So you always try to if you have like a if you have like a let it die, I just like yeah yeah man, you have a roulette, let me switch with you and stuff like that. Okay. So, so on the subject of let it die, how do you handle obnoxious players at the blackjack table? And have you ever caught somebody uh, counting that was pretty obvious? <laughs> um, I've, I've, uh, I've never really um, caught people counting myself. Okay. Um, uh, I can tell you a quick story, though, with that. So uh, so one of my buddies, a really good friend of mine, he, um, he got hired by the casino that I used to work for to be a card corner, like, um, security guy. Okay. So they, they, they sent him to school. And for like two weeks to learn how to card count. So like the casino taught him how to card count. Okay. So what would happen is like a, a pit boss would go, go, hey, on table three, I think this guy's seat four. I think he's counting cards. Could you check him out? So what he would do, he would go out there in plain clothes and just look and at him. Play. And oh. then he would – no, no. And then he would say to the uh, – then he would call security, like the video surveillance, like, hey, put that feed in my office. And then he would just watch on his monitor that one – thing to see if he's counting cards or whatnot and then so he uh there was one time so then he ended up getting laid off from the company and then i left the company about two years later me and him went down there to play and uh so we go we go we go go down there to play we're just kind of hanging this is like a year after i left and everything and so we just thought nothing of it or anything so we go down there to play we're just playing blackjack we're playing like 10 15 dollar blackjack just hanging out talking drinking some beers and then he gets a tap on his shoulder and it's a, a security guy and uh the table games manager and he goes uh hey jim what's up how you doing how you doing today we know you're here and i just went, i looked at him and then i looked at them and i went oh now they know i'm with you so now i'm like now i'm like a, now I'm a partner for the rest of my life so now like i don't even know what to what to think anymore you know what i mean that's so, great that's great but no i've not i've never um like sat there and when i'm dealing i've never uh what's it called i uh, actually went hey you as a dealer you're not supposed to really say anything to anybody you say something to the pit boss when you're i mean the floorman when you get tapped off the game um but like you could say like i've said stuff to him like hey this guy's going like up and down like he's spreading really like large he's going from like Fifteen dollars to five hundred to fifteen to five hundred. That's like a that's a key. That's a key. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a key yeah, move. That's a given. Yeah, and, and not doubling down and not splitting. And no wonder like why that. they've never Just, looked at me. Like I can win twelve hands in a row and I don't move my bet. No shit. Or look, look at me. I'm always five dollars, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> my bet. My bet I, never I moves. Always, 
I always get nervous when, when I play like um what's up when I play uh, blackjack, it'll be with like some friends and stuff. And I am a hit and run guy, man. Really? If I buy in for if I am, if I buy in for two hundred, if I if I make a hundred within like like five minutes, ten minutes, I'm out. Like I literally get up on the table. So my bets do go from fifteen to twenty, then to a hundred, then down to twenty, and then uh, what's it called? Trying to just hit it real quick, and I'm like, I'm not even counting. I get so nervous sometimes because I'm like, I'm not even counting, and like I'm like kicked out, and I'm not even counting. <laughs> See, and that and that's funny you're saying that. We had a friend like that. Remember that five just, and out. Well. He would do five hands and be out. Well, and 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 he would do real big bets, and it was you right. know sink or swim type deal. Right. He would either be done for the day and have a shitty trip, and or he would be up, and you know it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, so it's crazy. I like to play. Once I and once I start winning, like I'll win three or four hands in a row. I'm afraid to bet more because I'm like I'm gonna. I just know if I put more money out, yeah, the cards know I'm gonna I'm gonna lose that next hand. Well, and there's something to be said. And about. I'm, I'm a total non-counter. I could care less yeah, about know, yeah. how many numbers are out there. I just I'm like, well, eh, if it's my lucky day. It's and my that's lucky what day. I was getting to. I like to enjoy the game, play, socialize with the dealer. Yeah. And if I'm trying to count, I can't do shit in any no. of that. So, I'm, I'm more yeah, social yeah, butterfly. I'm right, I'm right with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm right with so, you. And, and that's yeah, one yeah. thing I, I, I agree with you guys on. Yeah, you got to go and enjoy it. So our question for you, Alex, is what makes a good dealer in your opinion? In my opinion? Yeah. Is a dealer, what makes a good dealer? A dealer, okay. Okay, so I, I, Whitfield, I am super. No one knows this because I, I actually, I don't point out anything. If once you meet me and you see me at the casino and everything else, I am very cool, calm, and collective. Like, um, I, because I know the swings. Yeah. And, right. And uh, but in my head, I'm going, oh great, this guy's <laughs> like right when he taps in, like, okay, <laughs> if a dealer can't shuffle and talk, oh, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a long night. Cause this mother, cause this this motherfucker likes talking, and he's not good at dealing. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's funny that that's what he looks like. Cause right. we're like, all right, I just gotta remember to count right, let alone worry about him fucking dealing and what he's doing. Yeah, that's funny. And for me, it's it's that kind of vibe. Dealer, it's just it's just one that doesn't that he, he's not smooth. But there's two sides to that. You can have one that's smooth and one that's too smooth. Like yeah. I, like me, I can well dealing blackjack, I can turn on like the night like the nitrous oxide, and I will see. I will literally see like okay, so like the the dealers because this is a little trick that the dealers do if if um if like I don't like you and I want you off the table, yeah. you're being a jerk, and I want to deal to you like a jerk. Um, but some deals just do this because they're that fast. So you can flip over your card. Let's say if I have like a four showing, and I flip over my card, it's a 10, and then it goes deuce, and then let's say like a, what's the old deuce and then five. I've, when I pull that card out and when I switch it, when I pull it from my left hand and goes to my right hand, you're seeing the back of the card. I'm looking down and reading that card. So I know it's a five. So that's how those dealers pick up the money so fast. He's already seen it a second or two seconds before you, and he knows it's 21. So boom, 21. Okay. So now that's that's one extreme to the other. He That's a super fast and super good. Right. That dealer's probably never going to make a mistake. If he does, it's literally by accident. He's not trying to take your money. It's literally by accident. He could care he could care less about trying to take your money because he's going to get it anyway. Right. You know what I mean? 
But uh, that's one extreme where he's just that good, and then you have the lower extreme where it's just like I could tell. I can tell. I could tell you instantly right when someone shuffles how they move their thumbs and how they move their hands. This is going to be a long dealing trick because right. he doesn't like he doesn't know how to deal. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't. He knows how to deal, but he's just he's sloppy. That's what it is. Okay. He's sloppy. Okay. So. So have you been able to deal to any celebrities at all? Uh, yeah, I've dealt to a couple here and there. Um, uh, so I'm all mostly good and stuff. I, I dealt the Wes Welker okay. back when he used to deal, work at the uh, do the Patriots. Uh, Enrique Iglesias, uh, he's uh, a really awesome guy. Nice, really cool guy. Um, what's it called? Uh, oh, who was that? Up? And then I, I've dealt to like all the poker pros, like uh, Daniel Negrado. I've dealt to um, uh, Norm McDonald. Uh, for poker and nice. stuff uh, at the World Series. At the World Series, you kind of do James Woods. You deal to all, all the guys that play poker right. at the World Series, all the famous guys. I actually, I've never dealt to Phil Ivey, and I've actually never dealt to uh, Phil Hellman. Okay. I just never got on their table. They're like the table next to me or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. So okay. But not like I was – I'll tell you the truth. I, I didn't deal to a lot of those guys because I, I don't bakara all the time. Right. All those guys deal – everybody – all those guys play uh, blackjack. Everybody plays blackjack. Like Enrique Iglesias isn't, isn't walking up to a, like a baccarat table and being like, hey, let's squeeze some cards. <laughs> like it's just – I mean, he might know how to, but I mean, I just, that's, I'm just playing the odds here. You know what I mean? Right. What's some of your favorite casinos you have dealt? Some of the favorite ones, like probably like uh, uh, Cherokee, North Carolina is really good. Harris, that's a really fun casino. That was uh, at the World Series. That's a circuit event down there. The Rio's kind of like a little garbagey. And then there's a couple others here and there. (laughs) <laughs> okay so let's let's talk about that a little more i want to jump into this because i don't think just like i was last week i had no clue what a circuit dealer was to how that worked and you know just being able to go to different locations and and just basically be a dealer on the go can you elaborate what a circuit dealer does and how that works um what's up? I, I just want to reframe myself real quick uh um, when I said the Rio is kind of a little garbagey, the only reason I say that is because it's um it's an old property, right. so therefore it's like it's dusty. And I thought they, you were they, gonna retract. I thought you were gonna retract tables. and say, you know, when I meant a little garbagey, I meant a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, they, they call it the flu, they, the Rio flu for a reason. And stuff, so, but we can get into that. We can get into that another time. That's great. Um, Okay, so for to become a circuit dealer, what you basically got to do is it's it's there's nowhere to apply. It's all about who you know. Yeah. So there are groups and stuff and everything else that everybody's connected with. You got everybody's emails and text messages and all this other stuff. So I never when I first my very first event that I dealt, oh, excuse me, um, what's called my buddy just told me to email my resume to this lady, and mm-hmm. then uh, this lady got back to me like a, like. Two days later, saying, "Okay, here's the application. Uh, here's your like gaming application. Excuse me. Here's your here's your gaming application. Just show up on like uh, uh, April 12th or whatever in there." So I never had to try out or anything. It was kind of like he refer- uh, referred me to her type deal, and you know, he gave her a heads up and stuff. Yeah. Um. So that kind of that kind of goes on all over for. So some of these casinos, what happens is some of these casinos use their own dealers. Yeah. So uh, us traveling dealers don't even get a chance to go in there. Um, what's the other, I don't know. So just give you an example. Foxwoods uses their own dealers. 
Um, Mohegan Sun uses their own dealers. Uh, what's it called? Um, it, so it, in Las Vegas, you won't see any circuit um, dealers there because they have their own dealers union. That are like so. This union, I think it's called like the five hundred seven or something like that. So this union is like let's say a thousand dealers just in a big pot, and they're just basically all on call for every casino in the in the, in Vegas. Wow! So at all times and stuff like that. So they use them and stuff. So you'll never see any outsiders come in in there or anything other than the World Series. So for those for this circuit, it's like uh, they she knows him. Hey, I have a stop in uh, Milwaukee. Um, for 10 days, uh, it's a world poker tour event. I need 70 dealers. Um, do you want to go? 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 You know what I mean? Type deal. You have to get back to her within this amount. And then she sends you like the application or him sends you the application for the gaming. So you have to get gaming at all these places. Right. You have to get a gaming license for all these places. So I've held like seven, eight gaming licenses Damn in it. the last like, probably like two years, three years, something like that. So then, um, uh, so that's what happens for that. For the World Series itself, you are a, you are actually hired by Caesars Entertainment. So Julian, you could literally go there, uh, go online, apply, and just be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm interested in dealing." So uh, what's it called? Uh, they need they always they the World Series of Poker needs dealers like this though tomorrow right. because there's a, like 1,500 dealers start and like by the end there's only like 700 left. Every Man. people walk out, all this other stuff. So you could like you could literally go online, just apply, go into Caesars, whatever it is, like Caesars Entertainment. Yeah. Apply for a World Series of Poker job. They'll send you a letter. They'll email you a letter. Sometimes it takes two weeks. Sometimes it takes. Uh, it probably would take pretty quick right now because we're getting close. And uh, <laughs> they send you a letter. It's an invite. It's an invite for a uh, an audition. Okay. So you have to spend your own money. You have to go out there. Audition down. So, like I said, you sit down. Audition is there's nine of you there. You're all in like white shirts, black pants, and you sit down and you deal three games. And there's a and there's an instructor standing over over you, telling you what you're doing, what you're doing wrong or right. You have to score within. I think it's a. I want to say it's an eighty or the eighty or higher to get hired by them. So then you get hired by them. And so she comes out with like all the paperwork and stuff like that afterward. Says, okay, here's all your things. You guys have all made it. And then I uh, show up here May 26th. And it's usually the Sunday before the World Series starts for like the orientation and stuff. Okay. And then you go, and then you just go in, you go in from there. Yeah. So, so yeah. And they're W 2, your natural employees from Caesars. Is their pay any better than like a normal casino doing normal games, or is it the same exact rate of pay? Uh, it's, uh, the the pay is a little higher just do i mean the pay as far as the uh the tournament goes um it was really low last year so that's why there's a lot of like dealers not going back this year and, and because and do, they're kind do, of holding out and everything do the players tip because it is a tournament so you you know they're using play money so do they they don't tip dealers so, so right they do they do tip the dealers that is done backroom when they get Oh, so okay. I dealt okay. three final tables last year. I dealt three final tables last year, and I never got. I, I never saw a tip. Really? Okay. okay. But you're not really. You're not supposed to either. Right. You're kind of yeah. in the moment. They're kind of in the moment. They got to take pictures. They, after when they win a bracelet, they they sit right. down because they got pictures for the website. Then media pulls them aside and talks to them, like Poker News or whoever else pulls them aside, talks to them and asks them. So I mean, they don't. 
you don't have time to just stand there. You're basically like, as soon as like the t tournament ends, they're like, get the chips together, count them down, and make sure there's like a certain amount, whatever this amount's supposed to be there, and then load them up, and then what's oh, Then you're off. You're get done. on your you know flight I mean? and you're go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Go home. Your shift's over. Type. So, but um, what's the all that? But for cash, you do get tips. <laughs> So you get there's World Series of Poker at the World Series of Poker. You can deal cash if you want to. And that's where you get tipped and keep your own tips. Okay. okay. So you mentioned tipping. I want to yeah. touch up on that one. Is everything out of pocket when you're dealing in Vegas for the WSOP, like travel, hotel, and food, or something's comp? How does that work? Nothing's comp. Everything's yeah. out of pocket. Okay. You pay for everything. That's why a lot of these dealers, like, um, so you have some dealers that do it for 10 years straight. They have their, they have a roommate that they've been with for five years. All these deals, everybody has a roommate, everything else. No one's really living by themselves unless you live in Vegas. The World Series of Poker would be a really sweet job if you, like, lived in Vegas. Anyway, like, let's say if you're a bartender somewhere else and you go and do that part-time for the summer. Oh, man. You can clean up. You can clean up. Wow. You don't have to pay. You're just paying your regular rent. Yeah, Where that's me, true. I went out there. I, I, I'm paying rent out there. I'm also paying rent back at home. Back at home right. and whatever Ella bills. You know what yeah. I mean? Back right. at home. So that, that's what kind of stinks. It kind of so you get to kind of like really weigh your options. There's a lot of money to be made, but you also spend a lot of money too. Yeah. And it's kind of a. Uh, it's kind of a cool experience too at the same time. You know okay. what I mean? You do it for more of like the experience. Like, well, I, that was how, how I personally. So one of the last ones I wanted to touch up on this subject would be, can you give our listeners how well-rounded you have to be when dealing the WSOP and how many different variations of poker there that there are? So just to give you an example, um, for cash games, there's a bunch of like different games, but not crazy games they, they can always spread. But, but uh, for like tournaments, uh, they have the dealer's choice. The dealer's choice is 19 games. Um, deuce to seven, triple draw. Like, there are ones. Uh, deuce to seven, triple draw. Pot limit Omaha. Just uh, Omaha high, low. Limit uh, limit hold'em. All those things. I dealt the game. I find, I dealt the final. So, there's this game. There's this thing that's called. There's a tournament called the Big, Big Bet Mix. There's a, You play six hands of each game. And there's. Like eight games in the mix. There's a no limit hold. They're all big bet games. No limit hold them. Uh, pot limit Omaha. Um, what's it called? Uh, big O. That's five card Omaha high low. Okay. And it's pot limit. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of a newer game, but everybody loves playing it. But the games, and so like there's three dealers, and we always cycle in and out when it comes to um, final tables. And uh, and my so you can you tend to get the same games every time. And my game, my two games that I dealt for my 30 minutes was uh, every time was uh, big O, pot limit, five card pot limit, Omaha high low, and uh, pot limit, deuce to seven, triple draw. And that is that game, pot limit, deuce to seven, triple draw isn't played anywhere else in the world other than the World Series. Interesting. So I literally just went like. They told me I was going to do the final table, and that was one of the games. So on my break, I went to um, I went on break, and I went to the break room and watched a video on on YouTube on it. like that game, <laughs> and just like I well I know deuce I know regular deuce to seven triple draw, which is a five card game. It's just like you triple draw means like you you draw three times, and uh, so I knew that part. It's just the pot limit 
part and how the anties work and stuff and if they have anties and things like that. That's all I just kind of had to learn. But, I mean, I was just like, what the, what, like, what, go figure. Alex gets the only game that they only play once a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so when working in Vegas, where, where do you stay? Do you have a certain hotel you like to stay or do you stay with friends or how does that uh, work? Uh, <laughs> okay. I know it's not real. So first year I went and did it, I stayed at a place. It wasn't bad. It was down by the Hard Rock. I had to walk to the bus stop, like I'm pretty close to a mile to the bus stop every day, with 115 degree yeah. heat at one o'clock in the afternoon. Man, and I used to just stand there at the bus stop, going like, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> While I sat there and just talked. <laughs> And everything that was like the worst. So I and then it's it's not only that. And then I get out at three in the morning and I walk to the bus stop and I just missed the bus. Now I got to sit there at three in the morning with with a uh, crazy somebody that wants something from me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it isn't like. But it's not like outside of the Rio, right in front of the Rio, the bus stop. It's not like the crazies on Fremont. Those are fun crazies. These are depressing, legitimate like, crazies. Like, you get nervous. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm actually scared. Like <laughs> crazy. That's great. So like it kind of stinks. You'd have to wait there and stuff. But anyway, but then last year I um I thought I was gonna have my own room with my buddy. And then uh, I got there, and they had to change his condo. Uh, he, had, he was living there. He had to change his condo like two days prior. Uh -huh. So I slept in a walk-in closet on an air mattress. Oh, for shit. Two months straight. Oh. Like, uh, what's the Working like 12, 15-hour days and everything else. And then just going and home to I, sleep. So I just going home to sleep and in, in, in his walk-in closet. So, like, you can imagine that, you know, the AC was phenomenal inside that closet. <laughs> like, I, was looking, I, was, I was looking up at the ceiling going, like, I have a wife at home. I have a kid at home. What the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? Like, it was a real surreal moment. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um... So, like, I go to my wife, like, this year. So, I was thinking about dealing with it again this year. And uh, and I go to my wife. She's like, she's just like, yeah, but you – I went crazy last year. I went absolutely – like, I went – I mean, all the bills were paid and everything. But I went absolutely, like, you know, I partied every night and everything else. So, she's just like, yeah, but you partied every night. Blah, 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 blah. So, I'm just like, I just want to do it right. I just want to do it right. I want to have my own place. I want to have a car da, yeah. da, da, and all this other stuff. And I was just like, I don't even want to experience the World Series for the World Series. I just want to experience it if I have a nice place to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. So you mentioned you do gamble. You you mentioned you like to play Baccarat. Do you like to play any other type of casino games? I'll pretty much, uh, when you say like, I mean, I like playing poker i like playing poker tournaments they're fun i'll play a cash game every once in a while um i like playing baccarat everything else i can play but i don't like well i don't prefer to play them but when friends come in town and stuff like they want to play roulette and and things like that you know what i mean so yeah you only uh, do that for friends that. i'll do that for friends i'm never <laughs> you're never gonna see me at a roulette table like like i want you might see me at a craps table um, just because if I'm just want to change things up or something, but, um, I, you're never going to see me lay anything huge, any, any big money or anything. Okay. I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm so far behind and stuff all the time and everything. So, 
Okay. So, any good casino stories other than the ones you've shared that you'd like to share with us? I know which one you wanted me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The stage oh, is so yours, buddy. Me, have you, have you, has, 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 he, has he told you this story? I don't think so. No. no. I don't think I told her, no. So, I'm all okay, ears, so, Alex. So, all ears. Okay. So, so we've already talked about that uh, the situation with the whole... Uh, um, with uh, Blackjack Day and stuff. So, I mean, we might as well go, <laughs> go right into it. Um, so, so there was one time I told this story. This, this story has literally stuck in my head for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, there was one time, so our casino opened up a new $5 pit. So in that $5 pit, was it was, it was tough, man. And I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a tough pit. It was uh, pure smoking, so it was just smoking in your face. The players didn't give a shit about you. You didn't get tipped at all mm. because, I mean, because they're, they're buying it for $5. They're right. buying it for literally $5. They're buying yeah. it with, like, six $1 bills <laughs> and stuff. I mean, it's a rough – it's as rough as you can make it. It's you know what I mean? Julians. So there was one time <laughs> – no, no, Julian, don't don't stoop yourself that low. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're with these people. I don't think you're. <laughs> so, so this girl, so there's four girls there. I'm dealing to them and everything else. It's kind of new the, the whatnot. They're all sitting in like one through four, and it, we're kind of having like a good time and stuff like that. And they're they're all loud and yelling and blah 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 and all this other stuff. And they're all looking all sexy with their outfits and stuff. It was like a Saturday night. So one of the girls goes broke. I mean, they bought it for $20 or whatnot. One of the girls goes broke, and she's kind of standing behind the girl in the three seat. And the girl in the one seat goes to her and goes, I'm just going to say a name, uh, Jamie. Uh, she goes to her she goes, Jamie, you're going to be good for the rest of the week because, you know, you lost all your money, blah, blah, blah. This girl turns to her and goes, it, literally this is what happens. This girl turns to her and goes, goes, Oh, oh, I'll just suck a couple dicks this week, so I'll be fine. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I just, I'm just like, wow, like, I don't even, I, I literally, I mean, I, that was like one of the first times that I actually kind of froze and was like, I kind of looked at her, but I didn't want to make a joke because I think that's her, I think that's her real life, you know like, what I mean? Like, like, no pun intended, but that, did that really come out of her mouth? Oh my God. Like, I was literally just like, wow, you guys sound like a party. But you obviously don't want to say that. Oh, man, that's great. That is great. <laughs> and this was like, you know, this was like a Saturday or Sunday or whatnot when I was dealing to him. And when when she said that, I was just like, two. And I go, two? I'm like, how much you trying to yeah. I mean, two? I'm like, the whole week, <laughs> That must be a golden mouth you have. I, kind of, like, I, just, I was shocked just at that age. I was just shocked at the season. I'm like, you know, I was probably, what, 25 at the time. Yeah, someone doesn't – the people I hang out with, it doesn't flow out that easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> or just the fact that she had no problem just saying out in public, you know. She had no problem saying it in, in, oh, in front of mixed company. Well, and it's not you know? like it was anything yeah, new oh, for yeah. her because right. her friends didn't jump out of their chair like, what did you say? They're like, oh, that's what she does. <laughs> no, okay. awesome. That's hilarious. That Thank really you for is sharing hilarious. that. That's awesome. So any tips and advice you would give listeners of the show, <laughs> the do's and don'ts when it comes to gambling, any advice you would give them? I'll give you a couple of them here. Okay, yeah. so uh, for one, uh, when you buy in, even if it's for $100, 
Uh, you can do a, a one dollar bill, a one dollar chip, two dollar chips, or five. I usually do it with the five dollar chip. Um, instantly, when I give my card to the to the pit boss or the floor, and I'll throw when the dealer makes change and he gives me the stack, I take a nickel off the top and just throw it to the dealer. Like that's for good luck. Your your average is instantly going to go up because that floor is looking at your first bet and that's what he's going to put in. So if you put ten dollars down, if you put ten dollars down. And he, he sees that first thing is going to be $10. He probably has five other tables. You might be betting 50 every now and then, but he he will mark the 50 down. But that's if he sees it. Right. You know what I mean? My second piece of advice is to have your make your bigger bet um, kind of your first one or your second one while the floor is there watching. It's not a very good strategy as far as like uh, like uh, optimal strategy towards blackjack or anything like that. But if you're looking for it to get rated higher, that's where you do it. Because the, deal, the floor is going to look at that. He's going to swipe your card. He's going to see your bet. It's $50, five zero. Boom. And then he's going to give you a card back, and then he's going to walk away to the next table. So let's say if he's distracted at the other table, there's like a hot-looking chick at the other table. Yeah. And he's checking her out for three hours, and you've been gone for an hour. That thing's still sitting at 50 for like ever, and you've been playing 10 for like ever. So like that's kind of a, like a little bit of a strategy on to do that, to try to get like your higher rating. Okay. And, uh, and just the, like just to give you an example, so like Binion's, back in the day, like uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, they used to tell like high rollers sometimes, your, your max bet is your first bet. So it's like it's not that uncommon to see a higher bet your first bet. Because like that, that used to be kind of like the way back in the day and stuff like that, back in like the eighties and stuff. So, and that's really funny you so, mentioned yeah. that. We've talked about that on the show a couple times here, and a couple of friends of the show that were on the podcast mentioned some of the same kind of thing. Is you know you get those first big uh, bets in, and if they're a little bigger, like that's what you're more than likely going to be rated for the night. So you know when that pit boss walks over and sees your hands and what you got down there. That's more than likely what you're going to be rated in the beginning, and that's going to stay for the night. So, try to impress. Yeah. Plus, if well, plus if you're a nice guy and he comes walking over and you're betting 15 at the time, and he he started you off at 50 because you did that, right? And you're coming over and you're talking to him, he's not even going to look at the computer. He's just going to literally just keep it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not. He's literally not even going to look at the computer. He's literally going to just talk to you or something like that. You right. know what I mean? And so you'll be rated that 50 the whole time. Uh, my third tip of the day is. Uh, if a dealer, if you're going to sit down at a blackjack table and a dealer looks away, don't play at that table. Yeah, he doesn't want to deal. He's not going to be interested in he anything want, you got to say. He doesn't want to deal. He doesn't want to be at work. He's a miserable bastard. Very he doesn't true. like his job. He's a miserable bastard. And so, like, you get that a lot nowadays because the, the uh, uh, economy's slow. Casinos are slow, so you get a little bit more of that these days. So Okay. Well, this has been fun. This has been a blast. I'm glad we had the chance to talk. And I know, you know, Kelly was wondering, you know, what, what are we going to chat about? And that's one thing I, I liked about our conversation is we went all over the place and there's still so much more we have to find out about you. So, you know, bringing you in in the future and maybe having you on, on a, a future episode, you know, if listeners really enjoyed this kind of content with asking you questions and stuff like that, that would be fun too. And, you know, speaking of the future and what we have lined up, Again, I can't express how much fun this has been, the connections we've made here on the show. But, Kelly, I've been thinking of something called uh, a tips for tips segment on the show. Something to the effect of where Alex and our buddy Vince can 
answer questions that listeners may have that they've never been able to ask, you know, casino floor staff or whatever, and ask these guys certain questions and kind of run with that from there. And hopefully, you know, if they get a good tip out of it, they'll tip the show and we can kind of, you know, make things free, essentially, as far as, you know, publishing and producing the show. So I think that'll be fun. That'll be a good listen. And, you know, again, people being able to interact with you guys and ask you guys questions that you guys don't obviously get to listen to all the time, I think would be pretty interesting listen for the listeners. So nice. I'm, I'm glad to have you on board, man. This has been fun again. I look forward to doing it again with you and chatting about different topics. It seems that these conversations are going to be pretty easily between the three of us because, you know, you're you're pretty chatty and I like that about you. <laughs> I'm almost called a little too chatty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun, brother. We thank you for, you know, sharing some of your experiences with us, and we look forward to having you on in the future. But real quick, Alex, what is your Twitter handle so people can follow you? Uh, my Twitter handle is Alex Mac Travels, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, Alex Mac Travels. Awesome. You guys go give him a follow and definitely welcome him into the Vegas community and welcome him to helping us out on the podcast. To the listeners, if this is the kind of stuff you guys like, again, we like casino people. We live, we love the people that are inside that know the ins and outs. So this is the kind of stuff we, la- we like to bring on for you guys. So again, I'm looking forward to talking to Kim from the Team Claire Vlogs on YouTube. She's been a good friend of the show for, you know, over a couple years now. We've been interacting with her, but we haven't had things line up, but we've been doing a lot of YouTubers lately, so I think, you know, it'd be a good time to interview her and share some laughs with her. So, again, looking forward to doing that. To the listeners, you guys, if you guys are enjoying this stuff, share it, guys. Let people know about it all over your guys' Twitters, your Facebooks, share the episode. And, again, until next time, guys, cheers. 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 But the t-
dog in me. 